Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Peace. I hate the word. Adam. Adam. I got one leg and a bucket of chicken. Yeah, play a little cornstarch. My werewolf, man. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama mini episodes. Thank you. Um, in uh, the, this podcast, we usually talk about a movie that John Leguizamo has done and then discuss it between ourselves, but uh, we needed a break, so we're doing minis. Um, and we decided that instead this time around, we're going to uh, watch a couple of interviews that he might have done on YouTube, which means these are things that you guys can go and watch if you have access to the internet. Um, my name is Mish Wittrup. You might know me from... Our last mini episode about Wendy Williams' show. Mm. Uh, amazing. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my friend, Zachary Wayne, who you might know from... Well, you might know me from being the king of the podcast, Cliffhanger. Oh, it was good. So, in case you ha- have missed... Uh, maybe this is the first time ever. Maybe you're more of a Kelly Ripper fan and that's how you've come to <laughs> Podcast. And if so, hi. Hi, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Normally we do longer podcasts. Uh, we talk about full feature-length films or and or one pop pasta. But this time we're talking about Kelly. And can we just say, if you are a Kelly Ripper fan, I get it. Get she's it. charming. She's charming. She's beautiful. She's fun. Yeah, she's, she's fun. She's vivacious. We get it. We get it. Uh, but if you are just joining us, uh, maybe check out last week's mini episode. Uh, it was a horny mish uh, and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and just Zach. Talking about uh, Wendy Williams and John Leguizamo and the sexual tension. How funny would it be if this episode was us recapping our episode of Wendy oh, Williams? That's really funny. That I really want to do, um, if we ever do recaps again, I want to do one season where we recap. Someone said so this I, uh, Yeah, a, a fan wrote in on a DM and was like, I think that the best thing that you guys could ever do is do a season two of recaps. We have another podcast called Recaps with Mission Zach. Check it out. Um, where you recap your episodes of Recaps with Mission Which Zach. I love. That's now you're thinking like a Mission Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now you're properly thinking like a Mission Zach. Now you've got real Mission Zach thought there because what you need to do is you need to go, uh, how can we find an audience? How can we grow? How can we be accessible, interesting, fun? Um, and ready to uh, uh, and 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 uh, open space for many people to come on board. Yeah. Then you need to just pick one or two of them and ignore the rest. One hundred percent. That's it. It's not bad podcast. Basically, in order to create a podcast like Mission Zach, what you have to do is get a concept in your head that's a bit fucked mm-hmm. and go, "Oh, that's so funny." Don't think about it any further. Just make the podcast. Yeah. And then as you're making it, you'll realise how fucking stupid you were. And then after about a year of doing the podcast, you'll start to realise, all right, what is this podcast? How can we sell this? How does this work? And just as it starts to become something that 
has a air of professionalism, mm-hmm. get bored with it, move on to the next fucked thing. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> and then now you're working like a mission. Now you're working like a mission, Zach. You've you got to take meetings with people t- telling you how good Recaps is and when's the next season and you go, no, 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 now we're going to watch John Leguizamo films and they'll go, who? And you'll go, all right, bye. <laughs> Um, so last week we did a bit of a cliffhanger. We've been developing a bit of a theory that there are stages in the Leguizamo canon. There are stages in the Leguizamo uh, life cycle. Um, we are currently in the longest known Leguizamo life cycle, that of the Dad Guizamo. It's been going since around the mid-2000s. Yes. Um, uh, so basically the way it works was there was baby legs. Uh, Baby uh, legs. We're talking Miami Vice. We're talking Miami Vice. We're talking Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2, uh, you know, his teeth don't quite fit with his face. He's got a certain... Uh, he's not... He, he's he's e- cute, but every, not attractive. Every blazer he puts on looks too big. Mm. It looks like he's wearing a school blazer that your mum buys you to last you three years. Absolutely. That's what he looks like. It, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. That's the name, Baby Legs. Baby Legs. He then went into another phase. We've talked about this a lot. This is the sexy Luigi phase. This is Misha's, arguably Misha's favourite phase. Now, the sexy Luigi phase is, uh, although it's known as sexy Luigi, because it was named after the fact, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people originally theorised, we originally theorised that it started with Luigi. Yes. Uh, We've since realised that it's a bit of a misnomer because it actually starts at least as far as we can tell as early as him playing the serial killer in the sexy thriller. Yes. He, he, so he was sexy Luigi. Which I believe was 1992. Whispers yeah. in the Dark, 1992. So 92, 93. So sexy Luigi spans at least like 92, maybe a touch earlier through Luigi um, into a, 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 there's a bit of vagueness about when that ends. Then around 2005, again, still a bit of vagueness, mm-hmm. we get Dad Guizamo. This yes. is between maybe 05 to, to 2010. It, somewhere in that window. Well, but what's 2020 then? Or, no, 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 sorry. That's when it starts. Oh, when it starts. We don't yes. exactly know. Dad Guizamo has been going now. It's the longest phase. Yes. It's, it's at least 15 years. Yes. Maybe at least 10 years. Which makes sense because I think he had his kids around about that time. He did. He. Uh, we watched an interview. Yeah. I don't know if it's one of the interviews and we discussed. And it seems like he almost switched out his tight-fitting black tank tops for sweater vests. So what I am proposing is and I sport think coats. there was a lot of talk is what happened where, where – what happened between Sexy Luigi and mm-hmm. Dad Guizamo, we're still forming it. I want to posit. Okay. I want to posit. Um, I don't exactly know where this falls. Okay. Um, but I believe that, uh, and some people would argue that this is just a continuation of Sexy Luigi. I believe there is another age of Leguizamo that we haven't quite nailed yet. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Um, maybe we'd call it le- 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 Leguabasmo. 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 Maybe we call it Hollywood Legs. This is the Baz Luhrmann era of John Leguizamo. The tight tank tee, the zero body fat. This is the 
precipice, not of sexy Luigi, not of sexy side guy, not of, all right, this guy's got something here. This is the precipice of, is this, is this guy Hollywood heartthrob? It's the heartthrob, Louis, the heartthrob legs. It's, it's a, it's a period of, uh, perfection, okay. a period of, um, uh, precision. Yeah. It's a period of a type of sexiness. Sexy Luigi, there's a bad boy. There's a, um, a kind of a, uh, ooh, ooh, what's going on here? This guy's a little a little bit naughty, you know. Yeah. Maybe he's a phase for a, a girl from Beverly Hills. You know, he's a bit rough around the edges. Yep. He then becomes Dad Guzamo. I think in the middle is when he is Hollywood heartthrob. So, like, Leg was Hollywood. Leg was Hollywood. Um, Woo, I did it. <laughs> you did it. You did it. I was going to say like a Hollywood heart throb, heart throb, throbs. Of, no, no, I think leg, legs was Hollywood. Leg 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 was Hollywood. Leg leg wood. Leg wood. Leg leg was Hollywood. Leg was Hollywood. Yeah, I like leg was Hollywood. Okay, so this is like a... It's a working title so, for now because it's still a working definition. It's so a vague... I think that this is a... If, if you were correct in this, and I'm not going to say you're incorrect. Because I think I, you could very well argue this is still Sexy Luigi. Yeah, it's almost like a little subset of Sexy Luigi. Yeah, it's the next... It's the Because I would say, even though we haven't done an episode yet on Romeo and Juliet, I'd say that's very much Sexy Luigi. You know, you know what? It, it's an interview we we decided not to cover because we're, we're we're currently doing interviews, right? Yes. There was an interview around '99 where he was promoting Summer of Sam, where he wore a tight tank. Yep. Uh, on on the comedy channel, the Comedy Central show with John Stewart. With John Stewart, I can't remember the name of it. Daily Show. And he's wearing this tight tank, and I'm like, this isn't sexy Luigi. Sexy Luigi is like has a rawness to him, a roughness to him. Oh, see, I reckon... Sexy Luigi is a little bit bad boy. And, and You didn't think black tank top with Jon Stewart talking about losing his virginity wasn't bad boy? It's bad boy, but it's like... But, it's like, but he's shaken Baz Luhrmann's hand. You know, this is there's there's the touch of Baz. There's the you know, there's the there's the The taste of Hollywood. A taste of Hollywood. There's a touch of twink. Yeah, there's a. But there's I would a, say also that Luigi, there's a touch of twink. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. No I'd be far to say that sexy Luigi is a gay icon. Absolutely, because we're talking to Wong Fu as well, gay a- icon. Chi Chi Rodriguez, gay icon. But there's a there's a certain uh, clunkiness, a certain um, oh, where is this going? A certain uh, 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 he's still more New York than Hollywood. And I think when he steps when he steps out of that car, mm. when he steps out of that car in Romeo and Juliet, that's no longer sexy Luigi. That that is a I hear what you're diamond saying. sharp, perfect okay. specimen. What I'm willing to say is I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a Leguizamo Wood <laughs> era in Leguizamo's life. However, I would say there are still three main. You haven't convinced me of a main one, and just this little tiny moment, this weird bridge between Sexy Luigi and Dad Guizamo, where he'd had a taste for the Hollywood. Uh, look, you know that that tank top was no longer from Walmart. Yeah, no, yeah. You know what absolutely. I mean? Like that crisp black tight tank top that he wore. We're talking zero body fat. Here. Zero body fat. We're talking. You zero. know. That that not only firstly he didn't purchase that someone bought that for him, mm-hmm. and you know it's brand. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Look, maybe Leguizollywood is a subset of Sexy Luigi. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. <laughs> also, we are yet to watch many movies in that period. Yeah. So we're still defining that period. Mm. We're, we're confident in in Sexy Luigi. We're confident in Dad Guzamo. We're still defining the middle period. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Awesome. Shall I do the... Anyway, blur? sorry, if you're a Kelly Ripper fan and you, you tuned out for a bit, you can jump back on now. We're about to talk about Kelly Ripper. We know you're here for Kelly Ripper. Yeah. We, but also let us know what you think. Do you think... <laughs> I'm what really proud of this theory. I think it's not would, right I, yet, but I think we get there's something there of what that period I is. I fucking hope there are a couple, just a couple, two or three, couple of middle aged women in America that are Kelly Ripper fans that now jump in our DMs. Like, no, I agree with you. <laughs> no, you're right. I don't though. think that's how podcasts work. <laughs> I don't think people go. I want to find one podcast. Oh, I'm going to tag Kelly Ripper. <laughs> in this. You better believe it. Well, no no, no shit talking Kelly Ripper then. No, we love Kelly Ripper. All right. She's not going to listen. <laughs> <clears throat> Kelly, we love you, girl. <laughs> Today we're talking about the YouTube clip, Kelly and John Leguizamo's teenage daughters are exactly alike, on the YouTube channel Live Kelly and Ryan. In this clip, pulled from a chilled-out, freewheeling live interview with Kelly Ripper, John talks about the struggles of raising a teenage daughter. Some of those struggles include the fact that it takes her a long time to get ready, that she lacks <laughs> the ordered thinking that develops in adulthood, and that, sh- that she often skips breakfast. In a surprising twist, Kelly explains that she struggles with similar issues, not just with her own children, but herself. <laughs> The clip clocks in at 1 minute 56 seconds and has a total of 86,000 views at time of recording. John seems relaxed on the interview and the more chill atmosphere of morning television suiting his vibe better than the sharp, high-pressure nature of late-night interviews. Very good. (laughs) Oh, we've won back all those Kelly Ripper fans with that. That's good. (laughs) It's it's literally longer than the clip. (laughs) So this is clear, very clear, Dad Guizamo. This is, well, he's talking about his teenage daughters. But it also looks like he was co-hosting this day or something. Like, Ryan wasn't there. Ryan's probably doing American Idol shit. Mm, Ryan, who cares about Who cares Ryan? about Ryan? We're all about Kelly here. We Kelly love, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I'm not tagging Ryan in this. This <laughs> is, we're all about Kelly Ripper. But it looks like John Leguizamo did a stint co-hosting or something. Is that what you think? I think he's there to promote something. But he's sitting with her, like... That's how they do it, don't they? Like, it's a bit of a pan- I've never watched Kelly and Ryan in my Neither life. Neither have I. I have watched <laughs> Kelly and that other guy. Oh, right, okay. Is he dead or cancelled? I don't know. Oh, there's, who? There's an old guy that used to work with Kelly Ripper, and I think he's dead. I don't think he's... Ca- I think he's dead. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> he's dead. Um, and if he's not dead, he's cancelled, and in which case, he's dead to us. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Some big things to throw around. I'm so sorry. Tom timestamped that. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't care. Um, 
this is like full blown dad Guizamo. Mm. What was I saying before no, I got I thrown? Know. Oh yeah, that, that's right. Um, I haven't watched this show either, but mm. I got the vibe that he got a little bit of a stint co-hosting, maybe just for the episode, probably to promote something. But what was so amazing mm. about this clip? <laughs> Such a good clip. Is what was he promoting? There's, there's no. There's it's we a short don't know. clip. You know, the intro to John is not in this clip. The uh, the ending, you know, what are you promoting is not in this clip. This is one two-minute clip in, I think, was at least a seven-minute interview. Um, there is something I really do want to discuss about this clip, though. Please. Throughout this clip, he's playing with an A4 piece of paper. which Is, is a, Yes, which is another one of the reasons why I think he was co-hosting because it looked like it was notes or something. Mm. And as they're talking, he keeps bending it in half and then going to actually crease it so to fold the piece of paper in half, but then lets it go and it's a full piece of paper again. And then right at the end he folds it and he like and he's been fold playing with folding of it and getting it perfectly like centered and stuff. Then right at the end as he's talking he creases it and it's an off crease. And he doesn't fold it enough. And I just I felt for him. Yeah, it's a bit rough. Just check it out if you don't know what I'm talking about. Check um, out the video. We recommend it. It, it you know uh, there's one point where Callie talks about skipping breakfast and he says, oh, I understand because you're, you're so busy doing your hair, getting your clothes together, you, mm. you don't have time to have breakfast. And there's a real understanding there. I, I see in that moment, you know, John, he plays, he plays, he plays up the masculinity yeah. sometimes. He plays up the fact that he's a, you know, but we see in this moment and also in the Wendy Williams interview when he talks about his wife and... Mm-hmm. And I think the respect, she's she's a uh, primary caregiver, yeah. she's a homekeeper. The respect he shows for her and her role within their relationship. Yeah, that's very clear too. Is very clear. And I think I see in this moment, you know, John has a sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I think he's aware of his daughter's needs in a way that a lot of fathers aren't. Absolutely. Like very clearly he sees his daughter each morning. They have chats. He goes, I wish you would have something for breakfast, but he understands the reason why she's not having breakfast. Absolutely. Um, um, and if we're linking it back to the Wendy Williams episode, he says very clearly at one point, like women, and he, and he says it very sincerely, there are, he's not bullshitting. Women are usually right. Women yeah. are usually right. Like, uh, there's a tone of like, you know, you, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, but like you can see, you link that, you link it with the Kelly Ripper. There's a clear respect and understanding of women. And even if there isn't an understanding, it is a, a very clear... Uh, observation of respect for... He likes Kelly. He likes Kelly, he likes Wendy, and he loves his wife. I think, mm. you know, maybe on some of the blokier interviews, uh, which, which I saw in my in my research, he can play up for the boys as well. Mm. I mean, uh, he's an older guy. He, you see in some of mm-hmm. his one, one-man shows... He, he, he's had to be able to talk up to the guys, you know. He, he hasn't had the easiest life. He he needs to be able to talk shop or, Become you know, a lad. Be a be, bit of a lad. Be a bit of a lad. But I think deep down he, he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, I also think he's grown a lot. Mm. He's he, You know, the, the older he gets, the more sensitive he is. I think children have really changed him for the better, in my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> based on this two-minute clip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, mm-hmm. uh that for me, as a female, mm. uh, so it's a bit of a challenge out there for your Johnny Legs. Uh, as a female, um, I never sacrificed food for my face. Mm. Like he, he suggested that, you know, a lot of girls growing up, like they take too long to do their makeup and therefore choose to not eat breakfast. Now, I'm not saying he's saying that that's right or that that's what they should. I think that's just something he's observed about his daughter. 
Yeah, but he did do a generalised statement about women. Okay, well then, John... Which is fine. No, I'm not going to get mad. It's just you don't understand. Listen to what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say that, yes, there are a lot... I I feel like your daughter has a lot of society, like pressure from society on Mm -hmm. her to make her face look a certain way before school. Mm. And that sucks. Mm. But that's not your daughter's fault. But maybe send her on her way with a breakfast biscuit. Yeah. (laughs) You can get really good Nutri-Grain bars now. Muesli bar. Mm. Just a little muesli bar. You know? An up and go. An up and go. They're delicious. Um, And so concludes our second mini episode Mm. of January. Mish, thank you so much. Mm. Uh, And um, uh, just let us know. Slip into our DMs if you want. Let us know. What's your breakfast on the go choice? (laughs) Let us know. Maybe do a post hashtag. My breakfast go. My breakfast choice went on the go. On the Leguizago. On the Leguizago. Yeah, breakfast on the Leguizago. Write this down, Mish. It's good for the Mission Zach Instagram. Okay, All this okay. stuff. Shit, no, I'm shit. just playing. We're, we're chilling over the hollies. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in, everyone, and and uh, we'll jo- we'll see you next week for another mini episode. Mm. I hope it's a real ripper for you. That would have been better last week. Yeah. Like as a hint. Oh, do we need to hint anything for the next episode? Um, uh, it's uh, Seth Meyers. Um, so uh, 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 t- it's about him, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, super. Hey, I think next interview, mm. next mini episode, you're going to have a super time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.